Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Hello, For the Sake of the Child podcast listeners. We're so excited to let you know that we're starting a new podcast series focused on children of National Guard and Reserve personnel. We know that there are military children in almost every zip code, with nearly three-quarters of a million children of National Guard and Reserve personnel living in communities all around the United States. We want to ensure that these children, who serve alongside their parents, are not forgotten. This We Serve Too National Guard and Reserve Children podcast series will help parents, educators, and community members better support NGR military kids and better connect families to resources designed to support them. Watch for new Military Child Education Coalition professional development curriculum, We Serve Too, for educators, school administrators, and other youth-serving professionals so they can better equip to identify and support the National Guard and Reserve children in their schools and communities. This podcast and resources were developed in partnership with the Biden Foundation. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of military children. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast for the sake of the child. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'm a spouse of an active duty service member, parent to three military kids, current parent-to-parent master educator, and now podcast host of the Military Child Education Coalition. Today, we're going to talk about National Guard and Reserve Connected Children, and with me today to share her perspective is Allison. Allison is from McMinnville, Tennessee where her father was an Air National Guard Reserve member for 33 years, and her brother is currently enlisted as an E-4. Growing up in a community that was not military, Allison found her passion in advocating for National Guard and Reserve-connected youth like herself. She's been a member of the Youth Action Council of Tennessee and has attended Middle Tennessee University. Currently, she has enlisted in the Air National Guard, and in her free time, she's working on getting her private pilot's license. Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. It's nice to be here. Hello, Miss Susan. <laughs> well, we'd like to just dive right in. How would you describe growing up with your dad as a reservist? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so growing up with my dad as a reservist, it definitely brought um, hard times with the inconsistency of his schedule. Um, however, my family tried to make life as normal as possible despite the obvious like missing him when he had to leave um I often found myself uh picking up slack around the house and you know just helping out with our family business and stuff like that I mean it we definitely missed him but I think in those times that it it kind of brought us together and we kind of um bonded more over those moments so Absolutely. Uh-huh. It sounds it sounds like the experience, though, tough, actually maybe made you guys closer as a family. Right, right. Yes, definitely. 
Okay. Well, how was your experience, though, you know, growing in, as we mentioned in your bio, you know, growing up in McMinnville, that's not really a military town. So how would you say your experience differed, say, from the kids in your community? Yes, McMinnville was very rural. It was a very rural town. So my experience, it was not average compared to most other kids. Um, Most other kids kids could count on their father tucking them in like every night, you know. However, I was just overjoyed when my father was home to tuck me in. So uh, along with my dad being in the Air National Guard, he was also an airline pilot. So his schedule was definitely um, very inconsistent, and he was not home um, quite a bit. So when he was there, I was just overjoyed, like very happy. So that's one thing um, that was definitely not average about uh, growing up in a um, rural community. Um, most other kids had their father there every night. So... Well, it probably helped you to really appreciate the time when you did have it with him, um, just because it of wasn't course. every day. So it just seemed to make it even more special. So so your community that you did grow up in, so obviously not a military town. Most families are not accustomed to a parent being in and out with an inconsistent schedule. Uh, did they understand the elements of a reservist family? You know, when your dad had to go, say, do drill or go take a trip to fly, um, was this something that was new to, to the people in the community? Um, I think that the people in my community definitely respected the military, um, but they just did not understand um, uh, the life of a reservist family. So, like, for example, when my dad went away um, for a long-term deployment, they were very supportive but then when he came back and he would go on short-term deployments they didn't realize like that he was even gone that much or like they were just like oh he's in and out like they see him so in that sense they were supportive but they I don't think they they really understood um how hard it was at times Oh, absolutely, because there's a lot of attention when there's a big deployment. You know, somebody's gone for six months, nine months, you know, a year. Uh, probably the community yeah. sort of gets gets behind those families and really supports them. But just the day-to-day schedule that it sounds like your dad had, um, mm-hmm. you know, being gone quite a bit. So he was missing school performances, school activities. So that was a little bit more of a challenge for them to, to realize how infrequent he he was in town is that what I what I understand Yes yes he um yeah they didn't they just really didn't understand I mean they kind of the community kind of bonds or bands together when um they did realize he was uh gone for a long time but then in and out they were like you know didn't really see um see that he was gone that much or whatever it may be. I see. Um, Okay. So, now, in terms of the community supporting you uh, and supporting your family, was there any sort of, like, system in place, whether it be school counselors, church pastors, anybody that was sort of tracking the reservist lifestyle that you guys were, you know, encountering? uh, There was not. um, Actually, I didn't discover really the support that I uh, had needed all of my childhood until I um, 
became a part of Youth Action Council. And that just really helped me because um, we would take what we learned at our meetings and we would apply in our towns and, you know, just try to uh, seek out military children and just help them and try to start clubs in our schools and um, just bring awareness in the town. So um, that's one thing that I've really been working on and I worked on when I was in high school is to just um, just recognize those families because that's something that I didn't have growing up. Okay, interesting. So you mentioned the Youth Action Council. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that for those that aren't familiar with the program? Yes, okay, so Youth Action Council was such a blessing for me. Um, I met lifelong friends um, that offered endless support and continue to offer endless support. Um, but as a council, we advocated to bring awareness to all military families, not just for reservist families. Um, given we were the the military children in the council were um, reserve, part of reservist families, but we did advocate for everyone. Um, we lobbied new bills at the Tennessee State Capitol, and we were successful with two of them. Um, and then also just at um, at meetings, we would do like community service projects and um, just one. Like I remember specifically one time we um, wrote cards to and we sent them overseas. And then we wrote uh, sweet letters to the people at headquarters. Um, so just things like that. So um, it was definitely okay. just a blessing. Um, well, it, it, it sounds really fascinating. And this was a statewide council. So were you meeting with other military-connected youth, be it reservists or guards or even active duty all across the state or just in your region? Yes, ma'am. Well, it was just uh, National Guard families, not active duty. But, um, okay. it, yes, it was from all over the state. So one of my best friends lives in Memphis, and then the other best friend lives in Knoxville, and then I live in Middle Tennessee. So we're just all over. Um, so it's it's just all across the state of Tennessee. Well, that sounds like a wonderful program. It actually, as you mentioned, kind of gave you those connections you were missing and earlier growing up, but now you almost have a way to talk to other National Guard youth to kind of, because they get it. They're going through the same experience that you're going through or, you know, reservist families. You finally found somebody that sort of understood the lifestyle. So, I mean, I just, I think that youth action just sounds fantastic. So how did you, how did you find it? Did your school counselor find it for you? Did um, your parent, like, how did you actually connect up with the youth action council? Uh, it was actually just kind of a coincidence. Uh, my mother was involved in um, kind of uh, just, a, a thing like with spouses um, at the mm -hmm. guard. So um, our tag's wife kind of um, also uh, worked with military families, and she did that through the spouses. Um, and so my mother just came home one day, and she was like, Allison, have you heard about Youth Action Council and all that? And so one of um, her friends had just told her about it, and so it was just kind of a coincidence how we ran into it, but that was also one thing that we're trying to work on in Youth Action Council was just bringing bringing awareness to the club and the, like the council to get more people involved. Absolutely. So it was okay. 
it was just such a blessing for me because I just ran into it, you know. So it well, it, it sounds like it was it was exactly what you you were needing in terms of the support system, given uh, the unique lifestyle that that you were that you've been living. So, how would you say you have grown through this overall experience? And I mean by having a reservist father and sort of an untraditional uh, work schedule, and then getting involved in the Youth Action Council. How would you say these two things have helped you to grow? So I think ultimately I became closer with my family um, because, as I said earlier, we kind of had to band together and when my father was gone and pick up the slack and with our family business, and we all had to kind of pitch in. So we came together through the good times and the bad, and we learned to lean on one one another. And so that that still holds true today. Where I think that we're uh, a closer family because of those hard times. Well, it, it definitely sounds like you you banded together, and the Youth Action Council, I'm sure, had a has had a large contribution on you and, and who you are today. So, any big takeaways that you would want to share about Youth Action Council? how much it meant to you or or the importance of it in your life and how it changed you as a person. Yes, definitely. Okay, so I think that Youth Action Council also made me a more confident person because um, uh, we, did, we did a lot of public speaking opportunities and I think that just having that support behind me made me realize that um, I... I am a military child, and I'm resilient, and, you know, I I just have the ability to bounce back in the face of things that uh, not other people have had to bounce back from. Um, So I think in that sense, it it definitely made me a more confident person. Wonderful. Yes, I would certainly agree, and I I think your resiliency shines through in agreeing to do this podcast with us, and I, I really do appreciate it. So my last question, I guess, would be, or I may have one or two more, but my last one I'm thinking is, <laughs> what would, if you wanted to share something with our listeners about National Guard and Reserve children, what would be your biggest takeaway? Um, I think that you should, definitely should not wait until to, until an opportunity like Youth Action Council comes along. I mean, if, if there is something like that in your state, then definitely get involved. But don't wait on that. Create clubs in your schools. Um, just advocate, 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 because there is definitely a reservist family or an active duty child out there that needs your help and just uh, needs to see your resiliency so that they can also be resilient and um, just look to you for encouragement, honestly. So I'd, okay. I'd say don't wait and go out there, create clubs, advocate, and shine your lot. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. No, I think that's fantastic. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head is that I think our our listeners would be surprised to find reserve and National Guard families in their community um, because, like you said, they have such a unusual schedule that they're not necessarily gone for super long blocks of time, which, you know, gets a lot of attention, but that 
they should, our community should be looking for ways to connect with these families and to start searching them out, not necessarily waiting for these families to, to reach out, but just try to start making those connections so that they can feel like they're just not alone anymore and actually feeling a little bit more community support is what, is what I hear you saying. So, um, right. So, Allison, our, our podcast, of course, is about telling stories. Do you have any final inspirational story or message for us that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, you know, just I would say that I remember specifically one time uh, when my dad was gone. Um, he had been gone for about two months or so, and um, one of my teachers asked me, she was like, you know, is your dad ever home? Do you ever see him? And that, that honestly, it just made me so upset because uh, I had been asked that before. And, some, uh, of course, some people picked up that he had an inconsistent schedule, and then some of them, some people that, some people didn't really realize. So I got that question a few times, and that was one of the things that uh, just messed with me kind of mentally because um, they would say, is your dad ever home? And I was thinking, no, he's not home that much, but I don't want them to think that he's a bad dad, you know. He's a, he's a great father. Um, so I would just nod my head and go about my day. Um, but I think that's just something that, people need to realize is that they do families do have an inconsistent schedule uh who are reservists but it doesn't take away anything from the from the strength of the family and um when just when people would ask me that I would I would get so upset because I was thinking he's a great father like don't don't think any less of him because he's not home but um yeah I think that's pretty much it (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, I got to tell you, Allison, we could, we could, we would never think any less of your father for dedicating himself and to to volunteering and for you volunteering too. I just think that that reinforces not only the passion he has for his family and taking care of it, but for the passion for for our country as well. So, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today and for sharing your knowledge and expertise with our listeners. I really do think you've given us something to consider when we ask about National Guard and Reserve families, and I really do appreciate you being a voice for this particular community. Yes, thank you so much for allowing me to do this. I've enjoyed it. Absolutely, and we would love to have you again. So to all our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to share and subscribe, and we do appreciate those comments and questions because we also get ideas for topics that you'd like to hear more about. So please, thanks a lot for everything, and have a great day. This podcast has been made possible by the generous support of the Biden Foundation. If you want to know more about the Biden Foundation, check out a podcast we did with them in the fall called Back to School with the Biden Foundation. You will find the link in the show notes below. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.